Hello, everyone. Thanks to the good folks over at O'Reilly Media, we will be giving away a free pass to OSCON 2015 in Portland. To enter, just send us an email at show at thecloudcast.net between now and Friday, July 10th, and tell us about your open source journey. Most interesting story wins. And even if you don't win, use the code CLOUD20 and you'll get a 20% discount on your registration. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. Uh, back after a nice long week of vacation and a bunch of weeks on the road doing events. Um, you know, today we've we've talked for a long time about about AWS and what AWS is doing and and their ecosystem. Um, prior to the AWS summit, which is coming up this week uh, in New York City, we're going to dig into that ecosystem a little bit today, and we're uh, we're excited to have um, both Joel and, and MJ from from Cloud Nexa, which is one of AWS's premier partners. So, uh, Joel and MJ, um, give us a little bit of your background. Give us an introduction to both yourselves as well as uh, as well as Cloud Nexa. Sure. Uh, this is Joel Dabney. I'm the CEO from CloudNexa. Uh, I've been in uh, the AWS ecosystem since 2008, uh, so we're uh, kind of long timers here. Some would say we could lay claim to being the original AWS partner. Uh, there's a rumor to that anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, um, we're deeply tied to AWS. We've been uh, dedicated uh, in doing 100% um, AWS partner um, activities uh, since the very beginning. And uh, prior to this, I was uh, part of a, um, a firm called Freedom OSS. It was actually the predecessor of CloudNexa. And uh, my, in my way, way, way background, I started out in healthcare and healthcare IT. Um, and MJ, you want to? Yeah, my name is MJ DiBerardino. I'm the CTO with CloudNexa. Uh, also one of the uh, founding team members with Joel. I've been working with Joel as well as uh, in our predecessor, Freedom. Uh, prior to uh, CloudNexa, I've been working uh, in several cloud uh, companies starting back in 2006 with uh, SaaS and Salesforce and then moving over to Infrastructure as a Service, now completely dedicated to to AWS. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, um, so you guys have seen, you know, having gone back to 2008, you've seen uh, you know, sort of not only how AWS has evolved, but but the market for people who, you know, who wanna wanna leverage AWS, um, where they're looking for assistance. Um. You're asking about the changes, and um, you know, it's it's funny. I can tell you, uh, equivocally, there's a lot less doubters out there today than there was back in 2008. Right. Um, <laughs> it seemed like uh, I can remember the early days. People were saying, you know, nobody will ever use cloud. And certainly not for anything that's production related. And of course, now we're seeing uh, all aspects of business um, using um, AWS in full production. And I think the the greatest win um, of uh, recent days was the CIA um, Intelligence Cloud and Marketplace, which I think just kind of sealed the deal. So a lot of changes, um, all very positive. Adoption is uh, strong. but you know, in terms of the AWS team growing, it's 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 just amazing. Um, they continue to to probably double. Seems like that every year. And um, I can remember going back to one of the very first all hands meetings and 
geez, there had to be less than 100 people in the room, and that included a lot of the engineering team uh, back at the PAC Med building. And the last time that we were there for um, a sales kickoff, I believe there was roughly 1,200 sales professionals, sales and marketing professionals in the room just this past February. So it kind of gives you an idea on scale and how they're growing. Right, right. Yeah, I think at the last time I looked, they had about 2,000 job openings as well. So um, now you guys uh, talk about Cloud Nexa being sort of a, a born in the cloud company. Um, what does that mean in terms of, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, people were saying, well, you know, if, if cloud takes off, uh, you know, it changes the model for, for, you know, VARs and managed service companies and, you know, sort of everybody who's in between uh, the technology and the customers, you guys are a little bit different. Talk about kind of why you went down the path you did and, and what your business looks like um, in terms of, you know, being, uh, you know, helping your customers get to the cloud and the types of things that you guys do. Yeah. I mean, I heard uh, Tiffany Bova's presentation on Born in the Cloud, and I went up to her uh, from Gartner, and I went up to her afterwards. I was like, you nailed us. I mean, and it was the first time I heard the presentation, but uh, the characteristics that she um, defines as typical born in the cloud companies is really what um, Cloud Nexa is. Um, when we were part of Freedom and spun out and formed Cloud Nexa, we, we had to reinvent ourselves. We, we were acutely aware of the model that Amazon was running. And uh, it, of course, is a consumption model. And you know, they're layering in more and more services that helps improve um, the stickiness. But by and large, it still is a consumption model. So uh, I had some early um, exposure to the professional services, traditional SI models, and we, as a team, decided that that wasn't what we wanted to be with Cloud Nexa. We wanted to be lean. We wanted to have a very defined utility-based business model. Um, and in fact, you know, there were customers that just didn't fit that model anymore, which, you know, Tiffany says that that's a, that's a typical characteristic where you just say no, and we do that frequently. And um, same thing for staff. There was actually some staff that just didn't fit the new model. Um, so we trimmed up. We, we put our heads down. We said, okay, we're, we're born in the cloud. Um, and initially, uh, we kind of hedged our bet a little bit in our pricing model, Brian. We, we had some floors in place that basically said, uh, well, you can use our services, but you're going to have to pay a monthly minimum of X. And it was a small amount. I think the lowest price was like $250 or $199. And we ran that model for a few months, and you know the market was like, eh, not really doing it for us. Uh, and so uh, I think it was June of 2013. We said, you know what? Let's just run it like Amazon does, and say, you know, come and go as you please. Um, we believe in our product set. We believe in um, the solutions that AWS offers. And we took out all the floors, and all of a sudden, it, it just went it went crazier. Uh, we, we started onboarding um, lots of customers and have been doing so since. And, uh, you know, when you talk about a traditional VAR and even SIs, you know, you're always interested in locking in customers, right, because customer acquisition cost is high. Right. But, um, you know, we look at it the other way. We look at it like customers will stay with us because they like our services and we're adding value at every point of the delivery chain. And if we're not doing that, customer ought to be able to leave. And that's the way we run the business. And, yeah, you know, we have some churn, but every company's got some churn. And by and large, um, our growth rate, I mean, not by and large, factually, our growth rate has just been astronomical to support the model. Right, 
Right. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I, what I see more and more in the marketplace is um, you, you've got to, as you're, as you're designing your product, you're designing your service, you've got to sort of find all those points of friction between, between you and the customer and, and trying to eliminate as many of those. And, and some of that's just sort of, you know, uh, inherent, like you would, you would normally think that, but, but even like you were talking about, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a month, which might be, you know, the coffee bill for a lot of people, um, you know, that's a barrier sometimes and you've got to figure out ways to go, okay, I, I want to get them in. And then, like you said, you, you sort of add value, you make it a, a great experience around what they're getting. And then they, they tend to want to stay because they love the, they love the experience. They love the value that they're getting. Let's, yeah, um, and, and, you know, we've had customers leave and come back. Sure. Uh, and, and, and part of it is really, you know, when you talk about traditional bars, they, they will cast a wide net, right? Um, but lane three swimmers, it's, it's very focused. So we know who our target prospects are, and our customers um, need us because they've, they don't have the internal services or they don't want to devote the resources internally, or maybe they've had people come and go, and, um, you know, they don't want to have the fluctuations in the management of their environment. So... Our customers need us. We do a good job for them, um, and we do it at a very, very, very fair price for sure. Now, um, now Aaron and I. Uh, Aaron's not on today, but we're we're big fans of a, of a guy named Simon Wardley, who kind of a big industry thinker, but talks a lot about um, you know one of the advantages that that an ecosystem like AWS has is not only do they um, you know have insight into what their their ecosystem partners like yourselves are doing. Um, but you know, obviously they're customers. Um, but you have this sort of feedback loops because things are in real time. You're, you're, you're working directly with them. You're not sort of going through a lot of middle people. What do you guys find, um, from your customer base? And you had just talked about sort of, you know, the, the, the segment of the market you want to go after. What are you hearing from them? Um, that, that maybe the mainstream media isn't picking up on or the, the types of things that they're really, uh, attracts them to using AWS, using these on-demand services that maybe, um, you know, isn't terribly well-known to a lot of people? Well, I, I, I think it is well-known. I, I, I think the the trick is how do they do it, Yeah. right? Um, and, and with us being an early partner, it was, it was more or less beat into us from a very early stage that this is, the, the feedback loop is real, it exists, and, you know, you'll live by it. So, uh, you know, like for example, we had, uh, we had a customer, we had to complete an incident report for, um, you know, so every MSP has issues with customers now and then. And I think this is the first one we actually had for this year, but, uh, we sent it over to Amazon. We sent it to our partner manager. We said, Hey, you know, this happened and, uh, we don't feel we're culpable, but you should be aware of what it is. And, um, you know, it creates a thoughtful discussion. It creates a um, it creates an environment where everybody comes together and says, you know, there's there's opportunities to learn here and there's opportunities to grow together. And we probably all don't have this all figured out because things are changing so rapidly. So let's put the cards on the table and really understand what's going on. And, and I think they're really good at doing that. And as much as other um, software vendors or uh, and I can't speak for the other um, IAS vendors um, talk about it. I mean, Amazon, uh, it's part of their, their DNA. Right, right. Now, let, let's, talk about, let's talk about VNOC. Let's talk about sort of your product slash service. Um, you know, I, having, 
having lived uh, both on the on the provider side and the and the vendor side, I've been saying for a long time that sort of management, you know, cloud management as a service is is something that I'm surprised more and more people, um, you know, don't don't take advantage of. Um, although the the market seems to be coming around in your guys' direction, right? We see things like. IBM buying Blue Box, which is essentially, uh, you know, their their value is around management. We're seeing some other companies starting to say, "Hey, we'll we'll do management as a service." You guys have done it for for quite a while. Talk about, you know, not only what what Vnoc does because um, it's a it's a very interesting uh, piece of technology and the types of services you provide, but like what you hear from customers in terms of them going like it, that's either stuff that I don't want to run myself or I don't have the skills to run and build myself. Well, uh, you know, MJ can have flavor to this, but, you know, I think there are two different types of customers. There are the ones that want to do self-service, and we, uh, we do let customers do that. We, you know, uh, you can sign up with us and, and have VNOC and run your environment entirely on your own without our management fee. And, um, you know, that's, that's great. We, we kind of hoped at some point when we grew up as a company, we, we would be a product company to some, and, and we're, we're proving that out now. Uh, but, you know, our core value proposition is clearly to those customers that want that cloud management as a service, and um, that's where, where we really fill that void. Um, you know, product features and positioning, uh, it's all about augmenting what the console does and not really trying to replace it. Um, Amazon innovates at, a, uh, at an incredible pace, and what we learned early was that, you know, if we had a good idea, they probably um, already had it, or if we, we started developing something, it might have been in the works there. So as a small company, we didn't really want to waste resources. And I think this gets back to the collaborative nature of the partnership, where um, you really do want to speak with the product teams and understand where things are going um, as much as you can. I mean, a lot of it is under NDA, so sure. um, and sometimes we don't get read into it, which is surprising, but it does happen. Um, but, you know, be that as it may, you want to be in a position where your product that you build or develop is complementary to the platform, not competitive. And I, right. I know Andy at the um, San Francisco Summit talked about marketplace competition at Amazon.com when they opened that up. And, uh, you know, I guess that's going to be coming um, in a bigger way in the AWS um, community where they're going to start developing more and more specific features that will encroach upon specific provider um, products, and we've seen that in some cases already. Um, so, we're, you know, we're preparing for that, but um, it's all about picking your market niche and, and understanding your value and presenting a compelling reason for customers to use you over anybody, whether it's AWS or another partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, MJ, do you want to talk about any product-specific features? or? Yeah, I mean, from a, from a VNAC standpoint, like Joel said, it does service to two types of customers. One of the biggest uses that VNAC provides our customers is that that accountability and global view of really what's going on in their account. Um, even though we're managing their account for them on their behalf, they still like to know what's going on, what's being stood up, what's being managed, how much things are costing, things of that nature, and VNAC really provides them an easy way to do that. And then more of the other side is our developer community, which we're getting uh, much deeper in with. They, they love to you know, be hands-on 
and they're fantastic developers. However, um, you know, there could be a knowledge gap there. You know, what are best practices in the AWS and in, in the AWS infrastructure? Um, and, and we're providing easy ways to streamline uh, deployments for them and uh, baseline buildouts. Right. Yeah, and, and, and from from best I can tell, I mean, VNOC really kind of provides, you know, sort of like Joel said, you you walk this fine line between do we develop, you know, do we deliver a feature? Do we do we augment the platform? You, you guys seem to do a very nice job, um, especially as as the world is moving more towards this sort of DevOps paradigm where, where it's a little blurry between what developers do and what operators do, where you sort of say, um, you know, we'll augment your operational team, we'll give you uh, reporting, we'll give you visibility into, you know, kind of what's going on from an operations perspective. But if the team wants to have, you know, a closer way to get to the console to sort of natively use the underlying platform and tools, we're not going to be a barrier to, to you getting there. And, you know, it, it feels like you guys have, have sort of provided that, that right connection point or that right set of services on top of the platform without sort of impinging on the platform. Um, let, let's talk for a second. Um, you know, the, the AWS ecosystem is, is pretty broad and diverse today. I mean, you can, uh, you can find companies that, that do logging. You can find companies that do application management. You can find companies that, that do all sorts of things. Um, you guys have some, some unique partnerships that you do with some other companies. Um, uh, talk about sort of how you pick the, the types of partners you want to put into your offerings and um, you know, what you have to do with them to make sure that not only from an API perspective and a technology perspective that, that you're aligned, but, but also that your customers get you know, sort of one consistent economic model in terms of pricing and, and you know, who they deal with and so forth. Well, you know, uh, two, two different requirements in choosing a partner here. The, of course, the technology has to be um, solid, and um, and then the the business model has the, their licensing model has to support CloudNexus business model. And uh, interestingly enough, <laughs> putting those two together can create um, a difficult time in in finding partners because uh, we strongly believe in this utility pricing model. Um, it's part of our core value prop when we talk to customers about. Uh, look, you, you can turn us on, you can turn us off. And we didn't want to suggest, um, like Trend, for example, um, where the customer would have to purchase a uh, license for a year and then potentially put it on the shelf if they decided the cloud wasn't the right solution for them. So um, in in gathering our technology partners, uh, Trend Micro and AppDynamics and Sumo Logic, um, after we vetted out the technology, we had to come to terms on getting them to adopt the licensing model. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took a lot of work. And yep. um, honestly, it's still some tweaking. But, you know, I'd like to believe it, it is the model of, of things to come. I think that we've, we pioneered the cloud management as a service model. And I think you're, we're starting to see more firms understand that utility pricing um, for all these uh, vendors makes a lot of sense. It, it just really speaks to the customer's requirements. Right. Uh, and, and that's what it's about as a vendor, right? You want to meet the customer's requirements. And, uh, you know, it, it, to some, cloud is, is not a definite uh, thing. It's, they're they're going to try it. You know, they're going to move a small workload there and, and, and see how it works for them. 
Um, and so the more risk you can mitigate in your offerings, um, the easier it is for those customers to, to choose you over somebody else. Right. Right. So last question, because I know you guys uh, have things to do and, and obviously the, the summit is coming up tomorrow. So you're obviously busy. Um, you've been doing this with AWS for, for quite a while now. I mean, six, seven, eight years almost. Um, what have you seen in the shift in terms of the, the workloads that people not only trust moving into AWS, but trust for you to help them with? I mean, you, you, know, you just talked for a second about sort of moving smaller ones, but I've heard you talk about, you know, uh, you joking with friends about, hey, people want a movie ERP system. So what are, what are you seeing in terms of that uh, people's confidence level and, and what they're interested in moving or what they're interested in, in spinning up as new? So the biggest, the biggest app or framework, I would say, is definitely a CMS. Um, that's one of the biggest uh, that, we, that we see. Um, in terms of what people are most comfortable moving moving forward with are new apps, for sure. So anything that is being built internally today, uh, a lot of our clients are looking AWS first before okay. anywhere else. Um, but then in terms of like business apps, legacy apps, I mean, it's pretty wide and, and broad. I mean, we not only deal with ERP systems, but yeah, electronical medical records, that's a, a, a big a big trend right now. We're getting a lot of HIPAA clients and EMR is uh, definitely, um, they're looking at, at taking that out of data centers or colos or in-house today and moving that over to AWS and AWS has all the tools and and um, certifications uh, required to uh, to host that type of information. Um, one, one other uh, a very popular platform that we see um, is, is definitely e-commerce. Uh, we're getting a lot of e-commerce sites uh, almost on a daily basis coming over from their legacy colos, uh, which, you know, probably have lack of redundancy, lack of scalability, and now these e-com sites are growing, and uh, they're looking for the right solution for it, and, and AWS provides that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now makes sense. Makes sense. So, no, you know, we've reached a point where there really aren't any barriers technology-wise. It's, it's just a matter of them feeling comfortable with it, finding the right partners, uh, finding the right way to, to sort of organizationally uh, to get those applications there. Um, guys, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up because, like I said, I know you've got a lot to do. Um, any big big things that you want to talk about going into AWS Summit, either what you're looking for from, from AWS or things that you're going to be announcing and people should be looking for if they're in New York? Well, we've got uh, some press releases coming out on um, some VNOC updates, so stay tuned for those. And, uh, of course, last week we just announced the, uh, I believe it was last week we announced the MSP um, certification, which we, uh, which we passed. It took us a little longer, um, uh, largely just because of resources here, but, yeah, we announced that last week. And, um, you know, we're anxious to hear Werner. Uh, yeah. It's always good to hear Werner's take on things. It's always just a little bit different um, than some of the other um, – uh, management team members, and uh, we'll see. I think there's going to be some announcements. New York is always uh, an interesting time. You know, there's always these little um, projects that kind of leak out and come out. So we're we're just like everybody else. We're anxious to see, and I'll tell you, there's a tremendous amount of buzz. I'm expecting. Um, you know, last year they ran out of badges, so 
uh, if last year's any indication, I'm sure the Javits Center is going to just be packed right. um, Thursday. Yeah, excellent. Well, guys, listen, um, thank you so much for the time, folks. Um, you know, as we've talked about with, with, with a lot of companies, um, you know, you can go trial out uh, what CloudNexa does. Uh, you can go to cloudnexa.com. Um, you can go get the software like you guys talked about. There are, uh, you know, sort of tiers that you can you can work with the software, work with the service uh, for free. Um, you can obviously, uh, you can pay for it as well. But um, it's kind of a, a very interesting way, sort of low friction way of not only making your AWS experience better, but then having the expertise uh, from people that have been doing this for a very long time to, to help you, um, you know, better run your environment. So uh, for Joel and MJ, thank you so much for being on. Um, guys, any last uh, things people ought to go take a look at for you? Uh, go Cloud Nexa, go AWS. Excellent. Excellent. Well, guys, thanks so much, um, folks. As always, uh, you know, you can find us uh, on on Twitter at the Cloudcast Net or on the web at the Cloudcast So, uh, for uh, for Joel and MJ and the folks at CloudNexa and for Aaron, who'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 